The Zede Diaho pressed through the rush hour crowd at Akintola Station, winding her way down the ramps that led dozens of dizzying stories away from the bazaar. Her chocolate brown, almond shaped eyes were always in motion, and she was alert for any snatch of conversation that might bring interesting tidbits of information to her ears. Information was Lizadia's currency, and, in her opinion, the lifeblood of civilization. The quest for knowledge was one of the oldest stories, so integral to the human experience that it was written into the old myths. Humanity had given up paradise for knowledge, and, if most of the information she supplied wasn't quite so important as what lay beyond the horizon, or what beautiful equations described the cosmos, well, she still enjoyed the search. Not to mention, she was very, very good at it and Akinsola Station was one of the best places for an information broker to be. Everyone passed through the station. Navy, merchants, smugglers, fugitives. They all came here because you could buy anything. If it existed, it could be sold here. And if it did not yet exist, an artisan could be found to make it. The art of finding such an artisan, of course, relied on information, which Lizetti quite cheerfully sold. One level down from the main bazaar, she turned down a side hallway. Here, she moved more quickly, but with sharper eyes. There was less to see here, but more chance that what she did see would be dangerous. Such as the door to her offices standing ajar. Lizadie tilted her head to the side and took a few steps closer. Her finger strayed to her wrist, where a tiny charm dangled from a string bracelet. A little icon of a mukorotlo, the conical hat worn by those from Lizotto. This charm was straw, just like the hat would be but the fact that the straw came from old earth made it inestimably valuable. That, and the fact that she had one of the most advanced security systems in known space hidden inside the charm, she began to draw it up between thumb and forefinger, ready to press her finger against it as the first step of activation. The door opened wider, and a familiar figure stepped partially out of her office to lean in the doorway. I'd prefer it if you didn't blow me up, Talon Rift said easily. You, Lizadi raised an eyebrow. Is there a reason you've broken into my office? Yes. He gave a smile. You weren't here yet. Also, I have a job for you. The best job. You'll love it. Will I? She swept past him into the room. Hello, Nix. Nix, who was lounging on the couch in the corner next to another dragon Lizadie had not seen before, gave a nod and a smile. So, Lizadie pulled out her chair and sat. Tell me about this job you say I'll love. You will, Talon assured her. Unless Nix is right, in which case you'll think it's the worst idea anyone's ever had. Lizadie gave a bark of laughter. Talon Rift, and here she'd thought today was going to be boring. Liam Morell wove his way between the rows of soldiers, spies, and God only knew what else, who crowded the training barracks. He tried not to stare, but his gaze kept catching on tiny bumps beneath the skin, or tattoos that indicated implants for healing, speed, and more. He wondered if he was the only one here in this room who had none of them. He wondered if they would make him get some. It wasn't that he objected on principle, though his grandfather certainly had. We're human, not robots. How we're made is how we're made. Liam had never argued with him, out of respect. The words made sense, and yet he had always wanted something more. It was his family that tied him to Cryus, and when his grandfather began to fade, Liam had known it was time to find somewhere else to be. His older sister had been gone for two years, a farmer on her own little patch of earth halfway across the planet, and he had no illusions that either of them would be happy with him living with her. Of course, he had known from the start what it was he wanted to do. He had always, always wanted to be a dragon. Now he was about to find out if he could. 
He'd sat through six interminable rounds of being stared at and tested by people who looked like they'd never once had dirt under their fingernails, much less mucked out a stable. They probably couldn't even tell him what a stable was. And most of the soldiers here hadn't trained in the dust, in the shadow of the silos. They had trained in the sort of gyms where they'd tested him, eerily clean, with the sense of cleaning solution almost entirely obscuring the smells of sweat and blood. The people here, the ones he was walking past, had probably not trained with the handles of shovels, but with actual swords. They'd done target practice, not hunting. He had thought he was so clever when they looked over his paperwork and stamped it. He'd been proud of himself for passing all the strange little tests they had, sounds coming out of nowhere, two or three combatants going against him at once, the shock of icy water that they pushed him into unexpectedly. Now that he was surrounded by the other candidates, he was beginning to wonder if they'd let him through as a joke. Yo, a voice caught his attention, and a woman with hooked nose and pale brown hair nodded at him. Her hands were busy cleaning pieces of a sleek gun Liam ached to try. Yeah, you. She jerked her head at the cot across from hers. I think that's one of the last ones left. Thanks. Liam stared at it. Should you just turn around and leave? It's not assigned bunks, man. She rubbed at one of the components with a metal mesh pad. What are you waiting for? Liam set his pack down and sat. He studied her covertly for a moment, and then, when she looked up and caught him, and only stared right back, he took his time examining her. She was older than he was by a significant margin, unless he missed his guess. There were more than a few gray hairs sparkling in amongst the rest, which was, now that he looked, much more interesting than just pale brown. The hair seemed to give off glints of wheat and honey and amber. She was pale, too. So pale. Most people on Cryus looked like Liam, skin of a warm brown black-brown hair with dense curls. He had never seen so many pale people in his life as were crowded in here today. He hadn't known people could get that pale. What's your story? She looked interested. Yours first. She laughed at that. Now that just makes me curious. A look sized him up. You worked for your living, she guessed. Not on a station, you don't have to look. On a planet, a habitable one. You've got dust on your bag and your nails aren't black at the edges. I'd say a farmer, yeah? Liam swallowed and said nothing. Try me. When he said nothing, she raised her eyebrows. You should learn to read people like that, you know, if you want to be a dragon. Best practice. Liam looked at her gun. Then he looked at her skin. Pale, not burned. Older, but not weathered. She'd been inside, then. On a station, or a ship, or one of the non-habitable planets that kept their population in domes. Hard to say yet, but the question led him to examine her boots. Fairly thin-soled, with a synthetic tread that looked like it meant business. Didn't look like they were meant for distance, though. And she was clearly trained with weapons as well as sizing people up. A spy? Liam guessed. Because? You know how to size people up, you know weapons, and you look like you travel on ships. She laughed, but it was not mean-spirited. Almost correct. I ran security for some of the big haulers going out past New Arizona. That meant getting to know the roots and the people who liked to wait there. Learned all about them. Learned how they fought. A lot more of them liked to board the ships than you'd think. And unless you're looking for them, you'll never know they're there. They dock, all quiet-like. They either take the goods and go, or you wind up with a gun to your head. Provides a nice incentive to know your business. She smiled at Liam's wide-eyed look. And kiddo, everyone needs to know how to read people. Liam looked around. Are all these people like you? Yes and no. Every dragon team needs something different. There are spies here. Real spies. 
Marines, merchants, hell, probably a few postal workers. They get very intense about making sure mail goes to the right place, let me tell you. She was trying to make him laugh, but all Liam could feel was a sinking feeling in his stomach. I don't know any of the things you know. Knowing things can be useful. Like I said, kept me alive more than once. But knowing things isn't worth shit if you can't act on it. You'll learn. How long am I going to get to learn? He asked her. I'm going to get my ass handed to me. If you keep treating it like a fair fight, you are. She raised her eyebrows. But a smart person never starts into a fair fight. And the dragons are very smart. So even though you haven't asked for my advice, I'd mull that over. Everyone here is the best, and that means no one can rest on their laurels. If you thought this was going to be easy, farm boy, you came to the wrong place. She grinned. Also, I'll bet you're thinking they believed your paperwork, huh? What do you say you were? 19? 20? Liam froze. No one's going to believe that. She clicked the last piece of the rifle into place and checked the sight. But that's my point. If you can pull your weight, no one cares either. For the first time, Liam wondered if he might have a shot here. He reached out his hand. Liam Morrell. She clasped it. Victoria Swift. Welcome to Selection, Morrell. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do. So, Lizady settled back in the chair and laced her fingers together. Tell me why you're here. She nodded to the young man sitting with Nix. Also, I don't think I know that one. Mars, Talon told her. He watched her look Mars up and down. The man flushed. Most people did when Lizady looked at them. She had a way of looking that suggested she saw everything, including what you'd eaten for breakfast and the search history on your computer. Talon liked watching her size people up. God of war, eh? Lizady's voice was intrigued. She was intrigued by everything, Talon had learned. Or a candy bar. Less likely, but knowing Talon and his nicknames, not impossible. Her lips twitched again at the deer-in-the-headlights look Mars was wearing, and she turned back to Talon. So, tell me. I want to kill the warlord of Ymir, Talon told her. Everyone knows that, my dear. She held out a hand. Let me see the mission brief. Mars made a strangled sort of noise and shut up hastily when Talon and Nix gave him a look. There's no mission brief. Talon tried to make himself comfortable and settled for leaning his elbows on his knees. There wasn't much of a way to sit comfortably in a normal-sized chair while wearing armor, and a dragon did not go into Akintola Station without armor. Lizady narrowed her eyes slightly. Too classified? No. Let's say I've gotten tired of waiting for intelligence to decide it's a good time. Lizady went utterly still for a moment. Her eyes went to Nix, who stared back blandly, and Mars, who still looked overwhelmed by what was going on. She sank deep into thought a moment later, resting her chin on her intertwined hands, tapping her bottom lip with one slim finger. So you want to know what, exactly? And don't say whatever you need to know. I've done my homework, if that's what you want. I want you to be clear on what you're hoping for and what answers you're expecting. She leaned forward, elegant and hard-edged all at once. Talon, you think you're the first one to want to know about him? Why do you think no one knows about his past? The easiest explanation is that he's a nobody, Talon murmured. You want to know if I've thought about it? I've thought. Although, him being a nobody, he shook his head, doesn't fit, does it? Anything could fit. The man you're dealing with is an anomaly in every sense of the word. Yes, it makes sense that he was born on an outer world, that his DNA isn't tagged anywhere, that his contacts might not remember him. I follow your turn of thought. I've had the same questions. But how does a nobody rise high enough to get 50,000 troops 
and pay them enough that they still haven't said who hired them all those years later. 50,000 loose ends is a lot of loose ends, wouldn't you say? So we find his friends. That's exactly what you do not want to do. Talon, be careful who you trust with this. He has powerful friends. Weapons dealers, mining syndicates. He's the linchpin of a great deal of trade. And although you haven't asked me, I'll hazard a guess that the ores from Emer are part of the reason that the Alliance hasn't taken him down. If we went there, we'd kill civilians in an attack that could take him down. You think the slavery they live in is so much better? Lazady asked him. I don't. I'm just telling you why the Alliance hasn't gone. Or you're telling me why you think they haven't ordered a full-scale invasion, and you're being very generous with your estimation of their motives. That's not fair, and you know it. Talon could feel the pulse beating in his throat. They sent a carrier. They lost it. They're trying to find a good way. Lizadie said nothing. She never parroted back comforting platitudes when you wanted her to, Talon was learning. Are you sure you want my answers? She raised her eyebrows. Because I'll look, but there are two promises I will not make you. First, I will not promise you that I'll be able to find the answer. I haven't yet, and believe me, I've looked. Second, I will not promise that I will shield you from the truth. I never asked you to. Hmm, but you don't know it yet. And the truth has a way of making people wish they didn't know it. She gave a shrug. But name the question, Talon, and I'll do what I can to find you the answer. Fine, Talon smiled. Who is the warlord of Emer? He stood up. I'm going to Seneca. I'll be back after to see what you found. Seneca? Asking for leave to go warlord hunting? Or like, giving them a heads up. Talon smiled tightly. I'm done asking permission. He has millions in those mines. They can't afford to wait for intelligence to decide the Navy has good odds. He waved Nix and Mars out of Lazadi's office ahead of him. Oh, and, uh... He reached into a pocket of his armor and drew out the briefs from the last mission. He dropped them on her desk. Too late now, but I'd be interested to see what you make of those. Lizadi! I love Lizadi. She takes zero shit from anyone, including Talon. She's going to help out in quite a few ways over the course of the story, and while I don't want to spoil anything, I promise her intuition is always on point. Lizadi, like Nyx, is a type of female character I longed to read about when I was growing up. She's someone who's in service to a higher ideal, but she remains herself throughout. She doesn't lose herself in her mission. And like Nyx, Lizadi also pushes Talon and makes sure he doesn't rest on his laurels, which is something he desperately needs for this mission. And this mission is actually going to make that specific thing more difficult for him. We've seen that Talon isn't someone who just wants to intimidate people into doing the things his way. He keeps Tercy and Nyx and Aegis and people like that around him because he knows they'll call him on his shit. But this mission that's coming up is going to push him way past the limits of what's comfortable for him. He's going to be asked to sacrifice a lot more than he thinks he will. And that's not just because this mission will be more difficult than he rightly suspects it will be because he's going to have to sacrifice things he doesn't have yet at this moment. Dun, dun, dun. Leave that there for now. And to switch gears for a moment, I'm also a huge fan of Liam. He's very, very young, and that's going to show up in a few ways. He's also someone who helps me play with the idea of a very empathetic, kind, caring person who's also very, very good at killing people. 
and just looking at that dichotomy and realizing it's you know not necessarily a paradox he's on his own for the first time in his life he comes from a very small community and he's really stepping into his own and becoming himself but without sacrificing or deprecating where he came from his arc is awesome and i can't wait for you all to see more about that so until next week <laughs> <laughs>